When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Bunker looking to get close side of Bunker. LaFondra away from Davis. 3-1 running. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Elm Park Royals post-game podcast brought to you of course by the wonderful team over at Blue Collar Street Food. Paul and I actually went to Blue Collar Street Food yesterday, it was absolutely delightful, best way to kick off a Saturday just before Reading football. Um, It was a bit of a drab game yesterday in all honesty, Burton, it was uh, kind of... um, Dominated, I guess you could say, by the protest that that happened. We're going to split this podcast into kind of two parts as well because of that. The protest, and then we're going to just discuss the game um, afterwards. So if it's just the protest you're interested in, that's going to be the first segment. Second half will be the game. To discuss this, though, we've got two brilliant guests with me. First off, we've got Caroline Parker with us again. How are you doing, Caroline? I am good this morning. Yeah, very good. Very pleased with how yesterday went. I thought it was epic. And also joining Caroline, we've got Paul Mann. How are you feeling after yesterday, Paul? I'm all right, but I'm assuming Caroline means that the uh, protest was epic because the match definitely wasn't. <laughs> that was, oh, I don't know what that was. But yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. I think it's just Burton, to be honest. Whenever we seemingly play Burton, it's just drab games. Even when I look back to the games we won, I think in what was it, 2017 under Stam, it was a, it was a, I think it was a three nil, but it was a dreadful game. Anyway, that's that's for later. First thing we're going to touch upon, of course, the protest. Um, Caroline, obviously, you're a big part of the Sell Before We Die um protest group um obviously done a heck of a lot of work behind the scenes um for it as well um just sum up your kind of feelings and emotions after after yesterday and seeing how the day came together and kind of the fan base really united um as one yesterday oh it was good so i i turned up to the ground and it was just apparent that everyone had got the memo on the black you know we were walking around fan zone and so many people the vast majority of people wearing black it was brilliant um so it was a good you know it was a good start uh and then it was just i don't know i don't think the fan base has been this unified for such a long time uh and then you you see club 1871 all in black and then you know there was a sort of moment of still just before the 16th minute and and then it absolutely rained balls from every angle of the ground didn't it it was it it just played out perfectly um so I was really pleased. Everyone chanted. You could hear 
passionately, you know, the West Stand, the Dolan, everybody was in on the action. I just thought it, it was brilliant. And it was clearly bigger than Bolton by, by some considerable distance, I think. I think Bolton was certainly the catalyst, wasn't it? I think every I think every movement has to have some sort of um like almost launch point kind of breakout moment. I guess you could say Bolton was that, but obviously the protest yesterday, there was a few different kind of elements to it. Like you say, Caroline, one of it was the was all wearing black, um, you know, as uh, in memoriam to to uh, the ownership really of of uh, of, of Die Young. Um, black balloons um, obviously had quite a few of them that, that that were going around in Club 1871 before the game and then obviously the tennis balls um, on the 16th minute um, I think to be honest by way of protests and kind of the statement that it could have made I mean Paul not much more of a statement could be made than you know stopping the game for it was 10 minutes I think at the end it was uh, I think the stoppage was was uh, was clocked at everyone has different ways of protesting um, at the end of the day but Paul, what were your thoughts? And uh, were you were you wearing black yesterday in memoriam? I was actually. I was. I did feel a little bit like a nineteen nineties goth yesterday. <laughs> so it was a bit of a, an unusual one. Reliving your young years. Yeah, not normally my mode. Nothing against goths. Uh, I'm sure you're all wonderful people. But um, they said Redden fans wouldn't protest, and yes, they do protest, and they protest. They're getting bigger and bigger. Yesterday, um, that was glorious. I'm just going to say that it was because what it was, it was a moment when we all came together as a fan base. And in this terrible situation that we're in, we're fearing the worst, which hopefully doesn't happen. But to see so many thousands of people wearing black, if you didn't feel some kind of unity with everyone else that you were with yesterday, I don't know why, where you were, because it was astonishing. It really was seeing all these people wearing it. And then when the chants begin, and you can see it, I was in Club 1871, and you can see the whole of the West Stand and the East Stand just standing up. And even the Dolan Ultras, those young kids giving them out those clappers, that wasn't the greatest idea, Reading, I've got to say. That really did help us. It just but added to the protest. It, it did, beautiful. it did. I mean, they didn't know what they were chanting, but that's fine. Good luck to them. Uh, yeah, I, I found the whole, the amount of balls on the pitch just coming from everywhere. It was raining balls. Um, astonishing. It, it, it was the best part of the day by a million miles. And it made me proud to be a Reading fan. See that. Found together as one. And just feeling that moment, it's almost like you feel emotional talking about it and being there. Because yeah. it was, and it's so important for us that have that, you know, we're going to come up moan about the game a little bit wasn't that great but that's what we want isn't it we want the want to have that identity we want to keep it because if we lose that we've lost a part of ourselves and reading as a town will lose part of identity so I, I loved it i loved it and i loved it and i wanted to get bigger and i wanted to see more of them hopefully not in my cell but we just need to keep on going and also i mean I mean, nobody wants to protest at the end of the day. You know, no, nobody, no, no fan wakes up in the morning and thinks, you know, I want to go and protest. You know, I'm just going to do it for the fun of it. You know, um, I think that that that's that's kind of the stage that, you know, Reading are at, though, at the moment that, you know, it's kind of a necessity at this point. It was it was a nice step up 
from Bolton, you know, the weekend as well. Bolton, you had that wonderful feeling of kind of unity as well between, I guess, not only the the Reading fans, but the Bolton fans as well. We didn't really touch upon it after the Bolton game in, in, in the podcast much, but the Bolton fans, you know, they've been there, they've done that. They've got the T-shirt. They've come through the other side seemingly stronger now and are, are obviously in that rebuilding phase. You had that lovely moment of unity with them last week. The Burton players even decided to come out in black as well. Fair play to them. You know, I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but, um, but, but you know, they, 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 they added to the occasion. Um, but just kind seeing... of the ref taking the players off the pitch also added to it as well. I, 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 I mean, think so. they were going to get severely hurt there, weren't they? I mean, those tennis oh, was... they are vicious. <laughs> you it, need to be it careful. Was, it was life and death, wasn't it? I mean, it yeah, was. you know, it was. But I mean, you know, that there was so much that you know before the game you you, you could look at, and again, like is just drawing unity with, 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 with the Reading fans. You know, there's been certain things that have been done by the club that have kind of, you know, I guess United fans as well um, around that, you know, there's certain stuff that was taken off before the game, you know, mascots and stuff. Why, you know, nothing's happening before the game, you know, just let the game be the game. Um, but, you know, seeing the protest kind of unveil the way, the way it did, like I say, stepping up from Bolton, it was it was really really nice to see, and that unity in the in the fan base and the local community at the end of the day, because that's what you know. Reading FC is such a you know hallmark of of this town. We might get a lot of stick, obviously, within the football community, you know, for for, for what kind of club we are. You know, people bring out the T word and everything, you know. But I think Reading FC fans can you know be be quite proud of the way that I think they've really taken to the fight you know they, they, they've taken the fight really back to die they're forcing his hand you know the the club were forced to put out a statement however relevant and kind of truthful it might be you know before the protest it's been forced to do that you know he dyer's seemingly finally accepted that he's open to sell and realistically that was the the aim of the the um the the, the protest proof being the pudding obviously but i mean caroline one, one of the good things as well that has come kind of of the protest as well. Um, we saw a banner of it yesterday in, in Club 1871. Football has an ownership problem. That's yeah. been a massive part, obviously, of the protest group. And also really the political support that Sell Before We Die has brought into the protests. Ex yeah, I mean, before I go on to the political support, which is great, I just want to say to all the fans that participated, be under no illusions as to what effect what our actions have taken over these last three months. We are really turning the screw on Dio. You know, we all are united in a common goal. We all want that guy to go and we all want a new owner. And all of this stuff that we're doing, there's lots of threads, you know, it's all coming together and we are turning the screw on that man and we are going to get him out. So thank you to ev each and every one who's done something in their own way, whether that's balloons, wearing black, sharing social media, um, speaking out, whatever you've done, um, it's massively appreciated and it is working. It, you know, we have, we're getting so much traction nationally now. So I just want to say thank you. Um, on, on the political support, we've worked really hard to lobby the local MPs and the local council. I have to shout out to Reading Borough Council, so I'm doing lots of thanks today. Reading Borough Council have been superb from day dot of this campaign, really supportive. 
um, really helpful, all of their officers, local councillors, the leader, Jason Brock, everybody. So thank you to them. But, but it's been really important that we lobby in the right places because, you know, yes, we could get we could get rid of dye, but what's to stop another really unscrupulous owner coming in, in in place? So we've got to lobby behind the scenes on all of that stuff so that we make sure that we've got a safe pair of hands that's taken over and not another bunch of charlatans. So we, you know, those MPs are helping us lobby the DCMS, which for the layman is the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. They are lobbying hard with the EFL. You know, one of our key campaign messages is we want to be the test case for this new regulator and hopefully the shadow regulator which would come in quickly um that is going to be able to put real pressure and real eyes on our case and make sure that this doesn't happen to us again and and you know labor the conservative party and even the lib dems in the week have now joined the party so we've got cross-party support all lobbying westminster for, for real change in football ownership, which is going to help Reading. And it's, you know, we, we can't just be selfish and think, oh, we've got a nice new owner now. It's not our problem anymore. Because having all suffered these hellish last three year, few years, we don't want other clubs to go through this, do we? You know, they're, football clubs are for the fans. And we, if, if we can, I think we could be really proud if we're part of something that actually changes governance in this country for good. So I think, um, yeah, I feel quite, obviously, it wasn't the best game yesterday, but I feel I feel like we're really united and as a fan base and we're really getting somewhere as a campaign team. Um, and there's been so many supportive people and I'm sure we'll shout them all out and have a massive party once it's all over, which I'm really going to see. And I've massively ranted there, so I'm going to be quiet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> No, I think I think there's so many points in there, Caroline, that you raised that are just so so valid. You know, ultimately, it's it's a bigger topic than Reading FC. You know, obviously, we want to get our club back. We want to get that parasite of an owner out of out of the football club. But football generally has an ownership problem. You know, across the board, we saw it. You know, on Friday with Sheffield Wednesday, with with their owner basically pretty much coming out and just ostr- or just you know cutting off the fans you know for any relationship with them calling them all out you look at the situations at at south end at scunthorpe scunthorpe have now been kicked out of their their own home you know um by 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 an owner who doesn't want to you know fund the club anymore football has this massive massive problem um at the moment and reading unfortunately is just you know one of the latest clubs to to, to go through it but if the campaign can do anything to i guess help other clubs in the same situation or god forbid reading fc in 5 10 15 20 30 40 years time you know that if if we fall back into that same you know situation of being a basket case club again you know god forbid if it does happen but you know it, it, it's a bigger topic than just getting die young out um at the moment that being said the amount of 
uh, folk, like or the focal kind of point and energy that has been brought into um, Dai Young and getting Dai Young out, the protests and everything, that can't go understated. Dai Young is an incredibly private person. He said it. Everyone knows it. It's why he hasn't communicate, communicated to the fans in the six years, seven years that he's been owner. He would have hated all of this exposure. The He might not directly see the exposure that happens on Sky Sports, the news reports that happen through The Athletic. But the fact that those reports, that Athletic report, if he was going to read it, that would have been the most scathing article for him, you know, because that pretty much underlined how much of, you know, a crook he is and quite frankly, a shit stain on society, not just in the UK, but back in China as well. You know, it, it's there's there are so many things that has come out that, you know, really when Dai hears about it through, you know, either friends, his good friend, you know, Mr. Yurabachan, he can fuck off with him as well, you know, when he when he goes. But like all of the interest and kind of extra noise that has come around the protests that is ultimately what's going to force Dai Young's hands. Of course, tennis balls aren't going to get Dai Young to, to go, but the whole noise around it, the articles, the political support, the support, even, you know, the, the, the few reports that have cropped up back in China and Hong Kong around it, you know, all of that won't go unnoticed. Um, so yeah, it's just been a brilliant, brilliant job. I think by, by Sal before we die. Yeah, I totally agree with what you've both been saying there. Um, yeah, also the athletic article was brilliant. If you're listening to the podcast, I have to do this. It's, it's all my DNA. I can't help it. We did do one about it. So go back and listen to that. But I've got to say, it's such a horrendous uh, situation to be in, isn't it? And we definitely don't want to be protesting. It's an absolute nightmare having to do that going to games. But what else do we do? <laughs> there is no other option, is there? And you can't sit on your hands and do nothing. Holding up that banner um, that was football as an ownership um, uh, problem. I've got to say that's one of the most challenging things I've done because I was also videoing the protest at the same time. So one arm up here, <laughs> one arm actually on the video. And I mean, it is a real middle class problem there, isn't it? <laughs> but it's like that really pushed me to the boundaries. But Caroline, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, I think... I just feel in my bones what we're doing is right with every fibre of my being. Like I couldn't, I couldn't sit and make peace with us going down the drain and thinking, did I do anything? Did I, did I try or did I just watch it go by? And I'm not saying people who don't protest are complicit, but we, we've got to do something. We, you, you, you know, if we don't do something, there is categorically no change. If we do do something, there's a chance it enacts change. That's the bottom line, you know, and I feel like all the fans are really, I just feel like there's a change in the air and, and it, it, it's growing. The movement is growing. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I couldn't be prouder of how yesterday was executed protest-wise. And, and I think... You know, it's weary on the players. You look at Ruben Sellis's interview. You know, you look at Femi Aziz's interview yesterday. It's it's tiring, exhausting. You know, we don't want to be playing under this black cloud constantly. It's this constant sideshow. I just, oh my goodness, I'm going to drink so much wine when that guy is gone. I tell you. 
Well, I think I think as the uh, as the chant rang out yesterday, when die young cells, we're going to have a party. I think you know, it, I, I think we'd be well, getting ahead gone, of ourselves. We're going to put some money from the EPR bank into a fund, and we're going to have one out there somewhere in Reading because uh, I think we definitely should. It's just a celebration. Oh, let's worry about what's coming afterwards at some point, but just to get him out would be amazing. Yeah. No, uh, undoubtedly, and you know, let let let's not again jump ahead of ourselves. There's still a long way to go. Um, mm. You know, it's a it, it's been a long road to get here. There's been many many years of you know crap. There could well be you know a few more years, God forbid, you know of it. But let let's hope that the next few months change happens. And whether whether you joined in with the protest yesterday, whether you threw a tennis ball, whether you wore black, whether you just stood up and applauded and joined in with the chants. You know, um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting pressure on the club, on the ownership, because at the end of the day, that is what's going to force change. The entire stadium stood to, you know, we want die out yesterday. And ultimately, that's what everyone wants. So, um, yeah, let's let's hope some change finally comes. Yeah, I think what we're going to do is going to make that the end of part one of the podcast. So if you want to listen to our post-match podcast, have a listen to the next one that will be coming out. So thanks a lot for listening.